0: to kids first coming attractions before you go out and spend money on that new movie make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the voice america kids channel we'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and dvd releases now here are all of your hosts for kids first coming attractions
1: thank you and welcome to the program kids first coming attractions on voice america kids i'm jerry orth and today we will be talking to Mason, who plays Max in Russell Madness, Helena Johnson, who's a musician, and we will be talking about the movie Cinderella and Insurgent. But right now, we're going to talk to Mason, who plays Max in the new film, Russell Madness. How are you doing, Mason? Pretty good. How about you? Very good. Thanks for asking. So, this film is all about wrestling. You yep. yourself in real life,
2: are you a fan of wrestling? Um. Well, sometimes on Monday nights I watch Monday Night Raw, so that that's really fun to watch. And um, uh, when uh, I was younger, I went to a couple wrestling classes, and uh, yeah, I, I really love to wrestle. And I wrestle with my brother a, a lot. Hmm. And
1: like I said, since this is a wrestling movie, did you have to take any wrestling lessons?
2: Um, I took a couple lessons before we started filming with the uh, stunt coordinator and a couple of real wrestlers. So um so so they could teach me how to do a couple moves and um yeah, so that's what I did. Hm,
1: that sounds pretty cool. And how was it work working with a dog and a monkey in this film?
2: Oh, it was a, it was an amazing experience. I mean, um working with a dog is one thing, but worth it. working with a um a monkey is another. So um I mean I have a dog at home so I was pretty experienced of how to like work with a dog kind of and um working with a monkey was a new experience for me but the monkey was just like a human and could eat and could like wave its hand and do all ki- kinds of sorts of things and as the movie progressed we became best friends so it was awesome
1: Hmm. and you still sometimes visit the dog
2: uh, I see it, uh, I saw it uh, last week at uh, a showing of the movie and it I was surprising that it remembered me and it was licking me so it was super fun.
1: Aw, that's adorable. Thank you. Yes. And since you do have your own dog you're trying to teach it the same tricks that the dog in the movie was able to do? Yes. <laughs> and there's a lot of fun costumes that you had to wear while you were wrestling. How was that?
2: Uh, it was pretty awesome. Um, I didn't know I was going to get to really wrestle in it and have a an awesome costume like uh Russell does in the movie. And then I I found out later on and I was super stoked and I got to see the wrestling suit and it was like a, like a pretty much a dream come true to have like a real wrestling suit.
1: Hmm. And quickly, can you tell people that don't know the story of Russell Madness in a little bit about your character?
2: Yes. Um The story of uh, Russell Madness is about a, a dog named Russell that is um, abandoned and looking for a family and finds a family in the Ferraros and later on in the movie um, finds out that the Russell can wrestle and the Ferraros hold a lot of wrestling matches with Russell the dog and in the end um, Max the son of the Ferraros. Uh, wrestles against the two top wrestlers in uh, in the state, and they eventually uh, Russell and Max win the win the whole thing. Hmm,
1: that sounds like a very cool story. So people definitely check it out. It is in DVD and Blu Ray uh, in stores near you now. So definitely check it out. The next question is: After you saw the final project, it was all edited, all shining up. It was about to go into screenings and all of that. What was your feeling when you first sat down and watched it?
2: Um, well, I was a little nervous. I mean, I don't uh I get a lot, really nervous to see myself on uh TV because uh and like on a live screen that a lot of people are watching. Uh it's just um I just don't know if I'll if people will like it, if they'll love it, if they'll like be like oh that's weird, but but uh after I saw the movie, I was proud of myself. So, yeah.
1: Hmm. I think that's pretty good feeling. Yeah. And also, how, why did you how did you start acting? How did you start acting?
2: Um, when I was around 6 years old, my brother was an actor and he was a he was a a, a great actor in my eyes and I really wanted to become an actor. So, um I just followed in my brother's footsteps and became an actor. Uh, like what I am now.
1: Hmm, I see. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Jerry Orrs, and today we will talk to Helena Johnson, who is a musician, and talk about the two movies, Cinderella and Insurgent. But right now we're talking to Mason, who plays Max in Rose with Madness, and we're talking about how he started acting, and he kind of was, he kind of saw that his brother was doing it, and he was really cool, so he started doing it, and all of that. So, Mason, my next question is was there any funny like moments on sets where you guys looked like playing pranks, or was it just like a blooper and it was really funny?
2: Uh there was um there was a couple bloopers that were set up, but there was a a lot of times, um, where um McKenna, the little girl, she would uh come and wrestle against some other wrestlers, so that was a funny funny part. And then like the monkey would do some some sort of thing and come up behind my back or, or McKenna's back or the monkey uh, or the dog. Sorry, and uh, just like put a banana on their head or do some sort of thing. So that was that was pretty funny.
1: <laughs> that does sound funny. And when you woke up in the morning on set or coming to set, what was one thing you're looking forward to?
2: Um, every day waking up, I was looking forward to um, uh the experience I was going to have during the scenes. Like, am I going to do another wrestling move? Am I going to get to do another training scene with the dog? Am I going to get to hold uh, get the, hold the monkey on my shoulder? Or any other experiences? Um, and that's pretty much what I was thinking about when I woke up every mm. morning.
1: Mm. Well, I think that's a pretty good feeling to wake up to. Yeah. Like, wondering what the day will be. So my next question is, uh, what do you think people should get out of this film? Like, if it's a message or just a feeling, what do you think people should get out of this film?
2: Uh, Well, in the movie, it says uh, the strongest tag team is family. And that's pretty much the main message to tell kids that um, their family is always there for them and to just trust them and that if they need someone to talk to, family is the strongest person that you can talk to. Hmm. And this is like,
1: a this is like my question a couple of questions ago. Um, what was the hardest scene to do on set? Like acting wise, what was the hardest scene to do?
2: Um, okay. Uh, the hardest scene to probably do was the wrestling scene, but, um, like acting wise, it was, um, the, I had a a crying scene where Russell leaves and, um, and Mick Vaughn takes him and, uh, Crying was uh in the crying scene. It was very t- uh tough to cry because um not normally uh do I like cry that much in a scene. So um it was uh tough to cry. So yeah, that was uh that was pretty hard.
1: Well, I have seen the film and I know the scene you're talking about. It, and I have to say, you did very good. So well, thank you. <laughs> of course. And uh, this kind of opposite of it. What was the easiest f- scene to do?
2: Um, probably, uh, the training scenes that you saw, uh, in the movie where just the little clips of, uh, the, the dog and the monkey running and, and I were running like up the steps or, or, uh, just running around, um, and doing all the training scenes. That was probably the easiest and one of the funnest.
1: Hmm. And I'm going to have another scene question. What do you think was your favorite scene to do?
2: Uh, the end. The end. Wrestling scene. That was uh, really fun because uh, I had to train for a couple weeks for that scene, and and I couldn't wait to just show all those awesome wrestlers what I could do, and all the moves that that um that the trainers taught me, and they were really blown away that I could actually do my own stunts. So that was really fun.
1: And have did you see the film before it was all edited and polished and all of that?
2: Um I saw a couple clips um uh before it was it came out and it was edited. I saw a couple clips of just me. I didn't see really any of the other movie, but uh yeah, I, um I it was awesome seeing the other clips and then finally seeing it all come together and it was an awesome experience to see those. Mm,
1: it does sound like an amazing experience. And how was it with all those cool sets and those huge wrestling rings and how's all of that?
2: Um, the first day that I um, I saw the wrestling ring, I was uh, amazed. I thought it was just gonna be like a, a stage or something. It was like a huge wrestling arena, so I was really stoked about that and that I could wrestle in that. And like almost every scene that I did was around the uh, uh, wrestle arena around there somewhere. So uh, that was awesome to be around uh, that set.
1: does hmm. not amazing.
2: Well, thank you so much for talking to me
1: about Russell Madness. Thank you. Of course. And if you would like to see Russell Madness, like I said, is it, it is now in stores near you. Let's take a break. I'm Jerry Ors, and you're listening to Kids First Comedy Attractions on Voice America
3: Kids.
0: Looking for a show about your favorite movies? on voice america kids the longer you listen the later it gets you're listening to voice america kids
4: what does indie mean it's short for independent what does that mean whatever you want it to mean when you are indie you don't just go with the flow you set the pace indie can mean a style of music dress or just a way of life it's what sets you apart from the rest of the crowd everybody has a little bit of indie in them it's beautiful it's cool it's you tune in to indie on voice america kids live every thursday at 5 p.m pacific time and 8 p.m eastern time if you don't feel indie yet make it a part of you
0: keep it right here you're listening to voice america kids you are tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel shh turn your phone off another movie is coming up Thank you and welcome to the program,
5: Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice American Kids Network. I'm your host, Brianna Hope Beaton, and today we are talking to Mason Vale Cotton, who stars in Russell Madness, Helena Johnson, who is a musician, and we are talking about the film Cinderella and Insurgents. So it is going to be a great day. So right now we are speaking with Helena Johnson about being a musician. So Helena, how are you today? I'm good, thank you, Brianna. How are
6: you? I'm doing fabulous. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, Yeah, so my name's Helena Johnson. Um, I'm currently in Liverpool in England, um, but I'm from a little village on the northeast coast of England originally. Um, I'm a singer-songwriter currently studying at Paul McCartney's school, Lipper. Um, I'm studying my music degree there, and I'm releasing a single next week called Take Me Home Tonight.
5: Ooh! see, again, as I say, you're you're over there and doing all these amazing things that, you know, some people wish to do and they wish they could do that. And I'm over here, you know, finishing some homework after this. <laughs> <laughs> so it's great that you get all these opportunities and these and these good things going for you. So how did you get into your music? Because, you know, a lot of people have different stories.
6: Yeah, um. Well, when I was a little girl, I always used to sing around the house, and my mum just got to a point when I was about six where she was like, "Okay, we need to get into singing lessons because you're just <laughs> constantly singing." Um, and so, just since then, I've been I've been gigging since I was six. Really, like even if it's just wow. for like weddings or christenings, I, I don't think I've done a family event without singing yet. Wow. Uh, so, I probably have to wait till my own wedding for that. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, no, I'm not singing during my wedding. That's just something that I'm just not
5: going to do. <laughs> I know. I'll probably end up doing it anyway. Yeah, it's like, come on, so can you can do, do it. it. Just Just go. <laughs> and, that, and that's cool because um, a lot of people, well, not a lot of people, but some people have it where it's like they keep doing things and their parents are like, okay, well, we have to get you into something because this whole singing in the house thing is just not okay. <laughs>
6: <laughs> well, no, my so- parents have always been like really supportive and great, so it's... I'm always been a great
5: family for that. <laughs> yeah, at least they're supportive, because parents are supposed to be supportive. Definitely. What genre is your music?
6: Uh, I'd say kind of pop soul. Um there's sometimes um when I'm gigging live a bit of R and B because I've got a rapper. Um mm-hmm. and he performs on a few of my songs that I gig with, but mainly soul pop music really. Soul poppy, got it. That's <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> What would you like
5: for people to get out of your music? Is like there a message in each one, or does it have a, a range of messages?
6: It just depends on the different songs I mean some of them obviously um a lot more personal to me um, mm-hmm. but it's I've normally found that the really personal ones to me are the ones people relate to most so um I, I wrote one a few years about uh, a few years ago about my granddad passing, and that one seems to really connect with people because obviously everyone's had someone who's who's gone in their life mm-hmm. so I think that one seems to connect quite a lot but I just, I might want people to get enjoyment out of my music and if they can connect on a personal level then amazing
5: <laughs> Yeah, it's cool because it works for, it doesn't, I mean it doesn't work for you but it's like it's your song and then it also connects with this person over here and it spoke to this person over here and it's like you're connecting with everyone but on different levels and different situations so that's pretty yeah. cool
6: Yeah, it's really cool
5: who is your um role model or inspiration or do you have one
6: uh yes definitely when I was um growing up I would always listen to um Beyonce, (laughs) Aretha Franklin, um Tina Turner like all the big stars um I got to Jessie J when I was a few years older um and I was really I loved uh, Natasha Beddingfield when I was a young girl, really loved her, but I think beyonce's always been my idol, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when and I was he- younger, oh go, go ahead, so I was just saying, everyone loves to
5: be beyonce <laughs> <laughs> that's so true, no, in my class, they have this thing, and it's like don't be sad. Beyonce. And I was so confused for like that first half hour of the class. I'm just like, I don't understand what is going on. But when I was younger, my dad, um, my dad has all these records like he used to DJ at parties when he's, he was younger. So he's accumulated so many records over the year, over, over the years. And so, um, you know, when he had free time, he would have these little get togethers with, I mean, just me, my mom, my dad. And he would play records all night until early morning, and it, it was just a great experience for me to get, um, get accustomed and get you know out there with different different types of music that wasn't recent. It was it was all cool old jazz, <laughs> jazzy type things.
2: <laughs> you're listening.
5: <laughs> you're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host Brianna Hopeton, and today you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today we are talking to. Mason Vale Cotton, who stars in Russell Madness. Helena Johnson, who is a musician, talking about the film Cinderella and Insurgent. So right now, let's continue speaking with Helena Johnson about being a musician. And we were just speaking about, you know, my past with music, because my dad is such a music fanatic. And um, we were about to talk about her music video that's coming out, or just came out. Um, so tell us a little bit about that.
6: Yeah, so... um I released my music video on Monday the 16th of March, so it's a week before um, the release of the single um, on iTunes and stuff, mm-hmm. and basically it's called Take Me Home Tonight, and um, the music video is released and had over a, a thousand, over a thousand views already in the first 24 hours, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so I released my music video last week, and the single has just come out on iTunes, um Amazon, Spotify, you can find it everywhere online, and the music video it has done really well so far. I mean it had over a thousand hits in the first twenty four hours, which was incredible. I didn't expect that at all, and the numbers just keep increasing, so hopefully um we'll get loads of views. But if anyone wants to watch it, just type in "Take me home tonight, Helena Johnson official music video into YouTube, and you should find it and that, hopefully you like it. <laughs> That is
5: so cool. I mean, see, like if I made a music video, I'd be like, oh, "Okay, so I get three hits, guys. This is okay. This is great." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but the thing is, I'm not into mu- well, I'm into music, but not into it like you are. Like, this is a profession for you, or yeah. or kind of a profession for you. So it's like you do it well, and I'm just <laughs> like, "Yeah, music is awesome to listen to." <laughs> what is your What is your favorite song that you have written, or do you have a favorite song that you've written?
6: Oh. I don't know because I lo- you know, I like certain ones for different reasons. I mean, um, the one I spoke about earlier about my granddad, "Don't Forget Me." Um, I love that one basically because obviously it's about my granddad, so it's got a personal meaning. Mm-hmm. Whereas, um, probably one of my songs is one called "Goldfinger," and it's not the one. Um, it's not the one you're thinking of. It's it's one written by me and a guy called Luke Lowen, and that was like a really fun. Um, Track to record and write. And when we perform it with a band, you know, that's one, the one everyone seems to love because it's really like upbeat and kind of dance tracky. So everyone seems to really like that one. That's cool. I mean,
5: you know, I mean, and it's kind of common sense. I mean, with upbeat and then dancey songs, it's like, of course, they're going to, you know, not like it more, but enjoy it. Oh, yeah, definitely.
6: Yeah.
5: And you said earlier before also about your single release. Can you tell us about that as well?
6: Yeah, so um, my single release is for the the same song for the music video. Um, and basically, we released the music video a week before, more so that um, bloggers and online thing could get talking about and hopefully build up hype so that people want to buy the track, mm-hmm. um, which you'll be able to find on iTunes, Amazon, everything really online. Um, but that's the same song, Take Me Home Tonight. And it was recorded in a local studio in Liverpool, um, actually, it was quite interesting, the the piano that we've used in the track that my uh, pianist Ben played on um, was actually the piano used by Coldplay to record the song um, Scientist in the, the studio, so that was pretty cool.
5: Pretty yeah,
6: cool.
5: <laughs> you have a lot of interesting experiences. <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, I think I want to be a musician now. <laughs> Just kidding. So... Do you, um, how often do you practice? I mean, for those people out there that want to do what you do, I mean, be a musician, what would you say like the practice? Like how often do you practice?
6: Well, I probably don't practice enough to be fair because I'm constantly singing anyway because I've got classes about singing and then I've got band rehearsals and then I've got gigs and then recording sessions. And so I'm constantly singing. I also teach music as well. So I'm constantly singing with kids, but I probably should set aside more time. But I mean, they say if you want to get to be a professional at anything so whether that's music art dance you should you need to put in 10,000 hours before you get to that kind of professional standard so obviously spread that across your lifetime and i've possibly crossed that barrier but still got some work to do i think
5: yeah and and, and it's kind of your own assessment of yourself and where you think yeah. you could go or where do you think you want to go so that's pretty interesting yeah.
6: I mean, anyone who wants to do music um, or any kind of performing arts thing, obviously practice takes perfect. The more you work at it, the better you're going to get. I mean, I've noticed in just like the four years since I've been at uni, the difference in my voice when I first came is completely different to now because I've kind of found different parts of my voice, which I didn't realise I had. And I've worked really hard on getting those sections to sound as good as possible. So (laughs) it's just, it's just hard work really. And, um a lot of people think like kind of music degrees are a bit of a dos kind of thing sorry I don't know whether you know what dos means like um a bit of a joke a bit of a mess around kind of thing but actually to be fair I'm in uni probably more than most degrees and then workload on top you've got so many songs to write so many gigs to do so many business um mod uh, business diagrams and stuff to sort out and it's just Mental, like because obviously, I have stuff like this, like interviews in the middle of the night or radio um things or recordings from like midnight till six a m and then maybe class <laughs> the next day, so it's just crazy lifestyle <laughs>
5: yeah you're you're very busy, which is great i mean it's good yes. to be busy and it's good to have all these things you're doing that are that's good for your future at such a young age because I believe you are twenty two correct yes that's right so that's a that's a great age to get all of this done under your belt so pros like they look to you (laughs) (laughs) well helena thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about being a musician (laughs) well thank you very much for having
6: me it's been lovely to speak to you
5: you're welcome guys please check out her music video so i'm going to after this show you should too (laughs) let's take a break i'm your host brianna hobbiton from kids first coming attractions and you are listening to voice america kids
0: dinosaur detectives can be heard every wednesday at 7 p.m eastern time 4 p.m pacific time on the voice america kids channel
4: what does indie mean it's short for independent what does that mean whatever you want it to mean when you are indie you don't just go with the flow you set the pace indie can mean a style of music dress or just a way of life it's what sets you apart from the rest of the crowd everybody has a little bit of indie in them it's beautiful. It's cool. It's you. Tune in to Indie on Voice America Kids, live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. If you don't feel Indie yet, make it a part of you.
3: Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly, Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Kids.
4: What does indie mean? It's short for independent. What does that mean? Whatever you want it to mean. When you are indie, you don't just go with the flow, you set the pace. Indie can mean a style of music, dress, or just a way of life. It's what sets you apart from the rest of the crowd. Everybody has a little bit of indie in them. It's beautiful. It's cool. It's you. Tune in to Indie on Voice America Kids, live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. If you don't feel indie yet, make it a part of you.
3: There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. You're
5: listening to
0: Voice America Kids. Real kids? You are tuned in to kids' first coming attractions on the Voice America
1: Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm Jerry Ors, and you are listening to Kids First Voice America Kids. We just talked to, to Mason about Russell Madness, where he plays Max in the film, and also Helena Johnson, who is a musician. But right now, we are going to talk about Insurgent with Brianna. How are you doing, Brianna? I'm doing fabulous. How are you? Very good. Well, I'm doing very good. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so can you tell us the story of Insurgent? i
5: shall um this is this is the second one well this is the second installment um in the divergent series so there's one before this if you guys don't know what single which the second one means um it's basically the factions are now you know in havoc with each other and war is among you know most of them and tris played by shane lee woodley Um, as a divergent and as, you know, a kind of a different person, has to battle her guilt, which happened in the last movie, so you gotta check that out. Um, she has to battle her guilt and her enemies and her, you know, everything else that she's, that she has to deal with and while doing that she has to figure out you know why she's wanted for things and and what's her past like and and she's trying to figure out who her true allies are and her true friends are so it's all complicated but it's really enjoyable
1: wow it sounds like a whole bunch of stories wrapped in one true true (laughs) so like you said this is a sequel to another film divergent which came out a year ago Mm -hmm. um do you think that you have to see Divergent to see Insurgent? Or do you think it is can stand alone?
5: Um, okay, so well, I read all three of the books. So in my mind, like, because I already had the I, I already had the knowledge. So it's kind of hard to answer the question. But if I were to just see Insurgent and, and not read the books and not watch Divergent, I feel like you would be very confused. Hmm. Okay. Because a lot of things happen in the first one, and they kind of do a little bit of like um, flashbacks at the beginning of this one, so you won't really understand what's going on.
1: Okay, that seems fair. And since you have read all three books, um, well, the book there is a book based off that is this movie's based off. Mm-hmm. Do you think it relates to a book, or do you think it's completely different?
5: Okay, it's not completely different, but it's not. Um, the T. It's not like, okay, this book is our Bible and we have to, like, we have to follow every single thing. I feel like it's very loose. I mean, not extremely loose. It's closer to the book than, you know, not to the book. But there are some elements that, um, you know, some few little things that weren't in the book. But I don't think, I don't think the book lovers would, you know, would say
1: anything about it. Okay. And I know there's a lot of action, like a lot of intense and action-y scenes. How did they do with that? Did they play it well or was it a little bit choppy and kind of awkward?
5: I loved it. I loved that. Okay, two things I loved about this film was the action and the visuals. But I'll start with the action. <laughs> it, there was a lot of it, of course. I mean, you you already know. If you read the book, you, you already know that um, that there's a lot of action in it. And it is very fluid. It's very... It, there. It's not like... And it's sharp. It's fluid and sharp at the same time. It's confusing. But, you know, when it moves and it, it has this chemistry, like, between the two people that are fighting and their reasons behind fighting and the reasons behind, you know, running or going over things and, and this and that and the other thing, It's it all has a meaning behind it. And it's all so fluid and it's sharp. I don't know how to explain it, but <laughs> that's, that's what it is in my mind.
1: Hmm. Well, that sounds very nice. And do you think that you would recommend this to a friend? Yes, I would. Okay.
5: When I said that I was going to see Insurgent, a lot of people were like, ah, you know, I'm probably not going to watch it. But I had to go into it thinking that this was going to be just a movie an entertainment purpose and then when i walked out of it it was so much more than that i mean it was entertainment it was also a movie but it was also a great adaptation and a great way to a great way to see you know how choices affect you
1: Hmm, that's a pretty good explanation and if you could describe trish the main character because you said she's dealing with a lot of stuff in this film what do you think that word would be like just one word to describe her um
5: uh stubborn or difficult
1: Hmm. and do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing
5: well when i read the book i was so i was so fed up with her i was like no tris you're not doing this right you're just totally she's totally handing her life away but um you know if you think about it if she didn't there'd be no story so
1: yeah that's true and what do you think of the uh, moral or message of the story is
5: uh, like I said before, choices, because in this film there are a lot of things that she did that she shouldn't have done and things that she, sh- that she didn't do but she should have. And, um, you know, choices have consequences, and you have to think about that before you just, you know, go out there and do it.
1: <laughs> That's very true. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Jerry Orris, and today we talked about... Well, we talked to Mason, who plays Max and Russell Madness, Helena Johnson, who is a musician, and we will talk about Cinderella, but right now we're talking to Brianna about Insurgent, which is a new, intense film, a sequel to Divergent, and it is in theaters now, so definitely check it out. So, Brianna, my next question is, what is your favorite scene?
5: My favorite scene is when she is in the, sim- she's in the simulation, and... She has, like, Janine has to get her into a simulation to open something. And she's in a simulation. I mean, everyone that's in the simulation is fabulous. And it's, it's so cool because she's floating in the air. And then it, like, goes into her mind. And she has simulations for all different factions. And she has to pass each one of them accordingly. And if you don't, you die. So... I, I don't know if she didn't know this when she came in or if she did know this. I think she probably knew that she was going to die. Um, or if she did this, she was going to die. But she she just went out on a limb and went there. It's so realistic. And the, the visuals are amazing and they're so clear and colorful and when she's in one of the simulations she's like oh my gosh okay so we can go now we're free but then she finally realizes it's a simulation and she has to you know get out of that and she has to let her mind you know say no this is not this is not real you can't get caught up
1: hmm. and so do you think that is your favorite visual like from a special effects standpoint your favorite scene in that standpoint for visuals,
5: I think yes um, okay that whole that whole scene was
1: phenomenal, and how do you think the acting was of all the characters?
5: Something that I paid close attention to was you know the acting because. In the first one, I mean, I don't think I saw the first one for Kids First. So I wasn't... I mean, I was just like, okay, this is a movie. I mean, I read all the books. so I was super excited. I was like, oh my gosh, that version is coming out. So I Boo. didn't really watch it. <laughs> I didn't really watch it for, you know, the acting purposes and things like that. Um, I was just watching it. But now, doing it under Kids First, I had to really take it apart. And for the acting, I loved it. I think... I thought... Or think... I think... Because, <laughs> <it>, you know... <laughs> I think it was raw if if you understand what I'm saying, it, it was raw, it was emotional at some points it was it was believable, which is you know a great thing to have in a movie the acting be believable, and you know some moments I was a little caught up because of the actors and actresses in the film because I'm like, oh my gosh, he's awesome, oh my gosh i can't even do this, but um most of the time, I was focusing on the acting
1: hmm and now there since there is like very wide shots I've seen a couple of trailers there is very wide shots that have some pretty amazing stuff going on how do you think they did on cinematography
5: The cinematography for me was was outstanding because I feel like to me the angles that they shot at were awesome because it's just a simple thing. I mean, it's simple because it's just camera angles, but then again, it's so complex and so much thought goes into that. It's like, okay, what are they going to think if they see it from this angle, and what is it going to portray if they see it from this angle, or head on, or it's so many different things that goes into it, but it looks so effortless in this film. So, yeah,
1: that sounds very nice. And what age range would you give this film, and why?
5: I give this film thirteen to eighteen little little minions (laughs) 13 18 age group because you know it is a pg-13 for violence a lot of the violence and
1: um a few other things here and there okay well very quickly how many stars do you give this film
5: i give this film five out of five stars because i loved it
1: forever (laughs) (laughs) well that's a very good reason Thank you so much for talking to me about this wonderful film. And if you were a fan of the book or you are a fan of the first film, definitely check it out. It is in theaters now. Let's take a break. I'm Jerry Ors, and you're listening to Kids First Comedy Attractions on Voice America Kids.
3: Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids.
0: Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to kids' first coming attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to
5: Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Brianna Hopiton, and you're listening to Voice American Kids. And today, we have just finished speaking about Insurgent, and we were talking to Mason Bale Cotton, who stars in Russell Madness, and Helena Johnson, who is a musician. We just talked about Insurgent, and right now, we are talking about Cinderella. So right now, we are speaking with Jerry about Cinderella. Thank you for joining us today, Jerry. How are you? Very good. How about you? You're doing fabulous, as always, and we, uh, lately, we've been talking about Cinderella a lot, and the guy's point of view in this film is very important to us, so <laughs> what did you think about the film, Jerry, or how, or should I say, what is the plot of the film?
1: Well, the plot of the film, if you've seen any Cinderella movie, you would know the plot, but pretty much the plot is about a girl named Ella. Ella is doing pretty good, she's really happy, she has very loving parents, and she lives in a big house in a nice kingdom, everything's doing good. Sadly, movies don't start off everything going good usually, so she loses her mother to sickness, then she gets a stepmother and stepsisters, because her father marries and all of that. Then she loses her father from sickness, and she's left with her stepmother and stepsisters. Well, they treat her like a servant, and soon she becomes nothing but a servant to them. And she is just kind of, her life is kind of ruined, she is a servant nonstop all day, every day. What? But one day the king and the prince open a ball that, that all the girls are invited in and at that ball the prince will choose a bride and she has an opportunity to become a little bit more than a servant that is serving her stepmother and stepsisters.
5: Well, it's a very it's a very, you know, a classic tale. It really is. And they have done it so many different ways, and I really like this because of, you know, the different little aspects they put in it. So, you being a
6: director like yourself, Jerry,
5: how do you think how do you think the directing was executed? Like how did you like it?
1: I think it was executed very finely, quite a bit. There is a little bit criticism with the shots. I think they could have been a little bit sharper and neater. Mm-hmm. And even even a couple shots, like very small, I can see it was very shaky. And that was kind of distracting from the plot itself. And also the camera quality itself, just like 1920 by 1080, could have been a lot better knowing mm-hmm. the technology we have today. But otherwise, the directing was very nice. Uh, the shots they did of the ball with Cinderella and the prince was very beautiful.
5: Yeah, all the, you know, all the dresses and the tuxes and everything that they wore was very elaborate and very, you know, pop, pop in the
1: colors. <laughs> I'm not a girl and I don't like dresses, but oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like dresses and stuff, but they did wonderfully on Cinderella's dress. It really, it really matched her, actually. They did just a beautiful job on her.
5: Yeah, I mean, and I think blue... Because my favorite color is blue. I think blue goes well with everything. I just I put it on everything, so therefore it goes with everything. Makes sense to me. Yep. So, speaking of the costumes and you not being a girl, <laughs> how did you like the glass slippers? Because when I first saw them in the light, they, it was just phenomenal.
1: Oh, my God. I am in love with the glass slippers. They... Are just amazing. Usually in the Cinderella movies, except the animated one, because you can do anything in animation. Sure. But in the real filmed ones, the glass slipper has a couple of glass places, but it's mostly iron and steel and leather. But this one, it is like 100% glass and may have supporters, but it's glass. And they made it shine beautifully. I mean, absolutely beautifully. And I think they just did a phenomenal job on the glass slippers.
5: Yeah, and it took them a while. And, and of course it would take them a while to make shoes like that because it's 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 something that you can't just it's like okay, well, we'll buy um, you know, clear shoes from JC Penney's. Anyone want to get a burger on the way there or? <laughs> <laughs> it's not something that you can just, you know, throw throw together. And I love when, you know, the butterflies flew around her feet and then they basically made the shoe and then they rested
1: on the tips of the shoes, which was, you know,
5: great for me to see.
1: I agree. I thought that was a wonderful idea. True, true. You're listening to the
5: Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Brianna Hopiton, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today we have talked to Mason Vale Cotton, who stars in Russell Madness, Helena Johnson, who is a musician, and we have talked about Insurgent, and we are talking about Cinderella. So right now let's continue speaking with Jerry about Cinderella. And we were just talking about how beautiful and exquisite and clear and awesome and amazing thing these glass <laughs> slippers are. I mean, the way they're made is great. And, you know, everything about them is fabulous. So what message do you get from this film?
1: Um, I get a couple of messages. I think one of the main messages is always have courage and always be kind. Because her mother's dying words to Cinderella is always have courage. It'll take you through the, I think it's like take you through the challenges of life. And don't quote me there because I don't think it's the exact line, <laughs> but... um. And I think she's right because Cinderella was kind for the rest of her time and I think the rest of her life after the film. And that got her through it. If she was mean, she probably wouldn't have made it to the ball and done stuff I can't say because it would spoil everything. But I just think that definitely the one is be kind, be courageous, and also never give up. Because imagine being cinderella for until past 20 years old you've been treated as a servant and you can't sleep because you promised your parents you'll take care of the house after they grew up and got old and all of that so it's kind of just i think definitely be courageous and never give up
5: yeah the amount of strength that she displayed as being you know that character was was great because me as a person i don't think i would have been able to stand that long i would have been you know as soon as they looked at me wrong i'd be like excuse me <laughs> you have no right to look at me that way <laughs> i mean but that's just how my personality is i just don't under i cannot physically or mentally understand how she could do that and then portray it at such a high a high, a high acting level what is your favorite scene or do you have a favorite scene
1: Ooh, my favorite scene definitely has to be when the fairy godmother did her magic. Yes. And if you do not know Cinderella, pretty much, um the fairy godmother comes to Cinderella when she's crying and all sad because she was denied the opportunity to go to her ball to the ball. Her mother's dress is all worn out and ruined because the stepsister and stepmother's I mean stepsisters and stepmother <laughs> did their thing and ruined her life again. And again. <laughs> And then on her way back to the house, this very odd-looking lady asks for some food and a drink. Now, Cinderella, being the kind girl she is, gives it to her. And the lady turns out to be her fairy godmother, kind of like a guardian angel. And the fairy godmother does all this magic stuff and gives her a carriage from a pumpkin. Gives her a escort and all that from mice and bird. And yeah, it works out, though. And makes her dress from the rag thing she is in. And what I liked about it is that it was humorous, it was very smooth and the visual effects were beautiful.
5: Yeah, that scene was was very smooth. I and I love I love Helena Bonham Carter because she's I don't know, she's so, she's so funny in this movie. She, she's very raw, and she's very, like, okay, matter-of-fact. Like, okay, I'm going to do this, and, um, and then it's going to be done, and I'm going <laughs> to, you know, it, it's just her <laughs> attitude about it and the way she perceives herself is, is great. I would say that is also my favorite scene. So how many stars did you give this film out
1: of five? I think I would give it four out of five stars. And why is that? And the reason for that is because... First of all, I'm just going to start with the prince. I'm sorry, prince, but honestly, you weren't that charming. True. The prince, I thought he could have been a little bit more charming. Me Me as a guy, I know how guys act, and he acted more of a guy than a prince, because the prince is a spoiled, rotten, rich kid. That's what princes are. But he acted like a guy. He tried flirting, he kind of played it off, and that's what guys do. And... I just thought, in general, he could have been more charming. Like I said, the cinematography wasn't the best, and I just think that they could have done a little bit more to make it a different story, because most people already know the story of Cinderella pretty well.
5: Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, there's been so many variations of it. I, I do understand that. And I and now that I think about it, he was more of a guy than, you know, Prince Charming, or, or you know, that that classic classic prince that we all know it's like oh well it doesn't he doesn't have to be stuck up but it more more times than not he's you know stuck up he's he's oh oh, i'm this and and you know things like that so I, i do understand where you're coming from that well jerry thank you so much for talking with us
1: today all about cinderella thank you so much for letting me speak about it
5: It's always a pleasure speaking with you. Uh, It's in theaters now, guys, so please check it out. It's a great movie to see and to experience, so please check it out. And please look for our... Look for our reviews on the Huffington Post. We're in the teens section, and our blog is called Kids First. Thanks so much for joining with us today. This is your host, Brianna Hopiton, and you have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To hear more film reviews and to learn how you can become a Kids First film critic, go to kidsfirst.org and check out our Kids First blog on the Huffington Post. This show is produced for the Voice America Kids Network by kids Star Radio. We empower kids.
0: Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week.
2: My name is Linda Marie from Bookworm. Now from the Kidsler Album of the Month, here is The Whiz Pops and their song, Angry Fish.
7: teeth clear
2: Whist Pops from the Kidstar Album of the Month.